Awesome. So welcome back to the Mogul Podcast. Um, exciting opportunity, exciting game coming up this weekend. First time that College Game Day is heading to Durham. So, um, you know, Q and I are both excited for it. Just a bit of background on Quentin Harris. Uh, he's originally from Wilton, Connecticut. Went to the Taft School in New Jersey, um, where he was a four-year letter winner and the number 22 dual threat quarterback rated by ESPN. We were battling for some positions there. Uh, Q also competed at a very high level on the baseball diamond. Uh, Quentin also or he ultimately decided to attend Duke University to play football at Duke. He started 14 games, completed roughly 60% of his passes, total 38 touchdowns as a Blue Devil. Uh, he went on to graduate from Duke in 2019 with a degree in public policy studies, a minor in economics, and a certificate in innovation and entrepreneurship. Um, I see that Riley's also doing public policy, so it might be something in the water down there. I don't know what the common ground is yeah, for the public yeah. policy degree. But, um, <laughs> and then yeah. uh, Q and I share a couple of things dear to our hearts. Uh, Q introduced me uh, my fifth year to, the Jordan, to Jordan Hayes and the Hayes family. Uh, we both spent our last year at the University of Central Florida. Just want to congratulate him and Sabrina on their marriage. And then JoJo on becoming a big sister. Yeah, big time. big time working mm-hmm. on number two or successfully have number two yeah, on the way. number two. Yeah, right. And then uh, both trained by the one and only Madee Williams out of New Jersey, who played quarterback at Syracuse. And I would, you know, I think I speak for the both of us when we say he was a big, an integral part of both of our processes coming through high school and and beyond, and a lot of other, you know youth quarterbacks and athletes within the Northeast region. So big shout out to Midi. Some yeah, things I didn't know out. about you is that we're only six days apart in birthdays. I'm December 17th, 96. Uh, oh, okay. See, two. I didn't know you were, you were December baby too. I, and then I was going to say you're, we're a Sag, but I think Sag gets cut off maybe like right that at, day. I think it's the 22nd. Yeah. So I'm a Capricorn. That's wild. I don't even yeah. know. Anything. I don't know anything about the signs. I couldn't give, I couldn't care less. So yeah, yeah. Sagittarius. We'll skip but, over. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then the final part here is that I didn't know Q was uh yeah, I didn't know you were part of a legendary uh football family, man. So Quentin's dad played D B at Georgia between eighty one and eighty four, I believe, or eighty two and eighty five. Mm-hmm. And then two of his cousins played at the University of Miami and his grandfather and two of his uncles competed for um HBCU uh, Florida A and M down there in Tallahassee. Uh, so welcome, man, and thanks again for taking some time this evening. I know it's late. yeah, of course not. It's all good. Appreciate you having me on. Was there ever right into the questions? Was there ever a mm-hmm. question about which sport you were going to play at the collegiate level? Like, was I know you played high level baseball, yep. but then you know being a part of that family that I just mentioned, was it ever like, yeah, Q, you can go play baseball, or is it like we know what you're going to play at the next level? Yeah, I would say, you know, the the sport that came naturally to me was football. And I think, you know, having my dad have that background growing up, he played quarterback in high school before he went to Georgia and he played a little bit of receiver, played a little bit of DB. So he was well versed with all the different positions. And, you know, I think once he realized that I had the talent to be able to play quarterback and, you know, under his kind of tutelage, I was able to kind of develop and got to a point where, you know, that just came naturally to me. I was able to kind of compete at a high level. So Definitely was always drawn towards football. Really loved baseball, too. Uh, it wasn't like, you know, my dad or anybody in my family pushed me towards one or the other. Uh, yeah. But definitely, you know, football, really loved it. That was probably my first love growing up as a sport. And then, you know, you combine that with the opportunity to be able to earn a scholarship. You know, there are much more opportunities with football than, you know, baseball yeah. or other sports. So 
combining that opportunity, I felt football was the, the one that I was the best at and also provided the best opportunities for me. Yeah, that's so yeah. interesting, man, because baseball is usually – you talk about anybody who's getting crazy money in the NFL right now from a quarterback. Like, baseball is usually the, the foundation of just throwing, mm-hmm. right? Like Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, and I'm sure a bunch of other guys. So it's interesting that yours was – you know, kind of came – your first love was football. but Yeah, you know, was, I would say both kind of happened. I mean, I started T-ball, too, around the same time, T-ball flag football. Uh, I'm not really sure how I learned how to throw. I'm just assuming my dad must have had me out there just getting reps in, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I do remember, and this is another shout-out to Madi, I definitely had to change my throwing motion when I started to go see him just to be able to get more power on the ball because I kind of had, like you said, more of a baseball influence where mm-hmm. I would kind of play like a shortstop, almost whip your arm as opposed to trying to get, you know, get it back in a, in a good position and really generate power with your hips and lower body. So, you know, definitely the two played off of each other. It was always hard to transition going from football season into baseball because the motion was a little bit different. Right. Uh, you know, football, you're trying to keep right, it right. compact. And then, yeah, you know, the thing of like, yo, I'm on the diamond now. Versus- exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it always take me like a week to kind of, you know, hone in on how to throw it. But, you know, yeah. once it happened, it was, it was smooth sailing. But yeah, definitely the two played off of each other. For sure. And then Quentin mentioned that he's down in um, in Charlotte now, obviously heading to the game this weekend as Notre Dame takes on um, Duke. I don't want to get the rankings wrong, but obviously college game day is down there for the first time in Durham. What do you expect, you know, having spent four years on the campus or maybe five, what do you expect the environment to be like? Yeah, I think it'll be fun, man. You know, I was fortunate to play in a couple of big games where we were ranked uh, while I was there. And just the energy and the atmosphere is definitely different. You know, everybody obviously loves to support a winning team and a successful program. And so thankfully, you know, Duke has been able to kind of stack some wins together. A really nice win against Clemson to begin the year. I expect it, it should be pretty fun, man. It's the game day setting up right in the, the middle of main campus there. So right next to the chapel. So I'm sure it'll get a lot of people coming through that area. So I'm excited to see the atmosphere, excited to see you know, the game and everything. And uh, it's definitely one that I've, you know, got somebody I know on both sides. Uh, one of my former coaches, uh, Jared Parker, he was our receivers coach while I was there. And so now, you know, him being the OC there at Notre Dame, nice. definitely have ties on both sides. So I'm, I'm excited for the game. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm sure there's so many ties, man, you know, between the two of us. Um, and, you know, college game day, two weeks back to back for Notre Dame, which is pretty unique, I would imagine. Yeah. Like, I don't know the first time that that's happened, but this is the first time Notre Dame is taking on Duke and both of them are arrive, are, uh, are ranked um, yeah. in the top 25. So pretty awesome. Um, I guess, you know, speaking about coaching, what's your take on, on this year's team and, and Riley Leonard, who's playing some really good ball and um, what would you attribute his early success uh, to? Yeah. You know, I think it's always tough when you move on from somebody like coach cut that, you know, it's been, there at Duke for, you know, over 10 years. He's done a lot of great things for the program, did a lot of great things for me while I was there. Um, So really impressed with Coach Elko in his first, you know, kind of year plus here. Seems like he's definitely instilled a great culture, atmosphere for the guys there. And it's been cool to see some of the guys that, you know, were freshmen when I was leaving now become seniors and people in leadership positions and seeing how they evolved over their time there. So definitely seems like he's got a great culture established there. As far as Riley, man, I think he's just done really well to continue to develop each year. You know, I didn't get a chance to be directly with him, but, uh, you know, in passing while I was still kind of on campus finishing up a degree, you know, I would mm-hmm. see him and Jordan Moore and some of those guys on the team and uh, definitely seemed like great guys. He, it's, it's uncanny how much he looks like and plays kind of like Daniel, in my opinion. 
Yeah. Um, and maybe that's attributed to them having the same QB coach there with QB country, but uh, definitely <laughs> he's done a lot of great things, um, really utilizing his athleticism, being able to kind of be a dual threat there and just yep. doing a good job taking care of the ball. So, you know, anytime you, you take care of the ball, put your team in a position to win, you know, you're going to have some good results. So definitely he's yeah. off to a, a great year plus of uh, starting here. Yeah, that's the quarterback's job, right? Don't 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 lose games for us. Um, right. You know, you don't have to be the reason that you, that we win, but just don't be the reason that we lose. Exactly. Uh, also, another another overlap is Coach Elko was at Notre Dame for I think a year, if you remember that. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was our defensive coordinator. Maybe during the time that you were playing, I'm trying to remember what yeah, year. Yeah, I think. He did, but so I was there 15 through 19, and I I know we played. I mean, he was there. Well, I think three times. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the year that he was there. Yeah, yeah, when you were playing. But um, yeah, yeah, he's a he's a Jersey guy too. So I guess a little bit back to your recruiting days, man, and you know Mm -hmm. us kind of battling out and against all these other quarterbacks across the country who were in our class. Kyler Murray, you know Blake Barnett, um, Joe Burrow was part of our class. Who wasn't? Was 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 Kelly Bryant part of it too? I believe. I think he might have been. Was a yeah. He was also a part of our class. Yep. So we had a pretty pretty talented class, man. But you know, my question is more so on your college decision and, and really what mm-hmm. ultimately led to you making the decision to end up in, in Durham and, and attending Duke. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think my parents always instilled in me the idea that, you know, you wanna be able to use your athletic talents to be able to parlay that into a scholarship offer and you wanna try to maximize the university that you attend, being able to understand that, you know, football only goes for so long. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, education can last you a lifetime. So having that in mind, I definitely wanted to go to a school that I felt had elite athletics, but also an elite academic degree as well. And Duke definitely fit that bill for me. For me, um, you know, knowing the academic prestige that the school had, as well as combining it with being able to be coached with under Coach Cutcliffe, who had a successful history of working with quarterbacks, it kind of felt like a no-brainer to me a little bit. You know, just given his success, and you know, I fell in love with the campus when I went down to. Didn't didn't uh, hurt that there were some cool basketball games along the way, um, sure. so definitely a good recruiting uh, piece there as well. But definitely just kind of fell in love with the school. Really liked, um, and it, unfortunately only ended up staying one year. But I really liked uh, Coach Scotty Montgomery as well when he was the OC my freshman year. Um, I know we had built a, a pretty good bond as well. So, but definitely kind of was drawn to the school and drawn to the coaching staff there. Yeah, I didn't even think about you know we could have a whole hour-long conversation on the basketball relationship and whatnot. Yeah, who, who was definitely. There? Who, who was there? Who was kind of the guy when you were yeah. recruiting on the recruiting side? When you, were, or I guess when you were going through the recruiting process, like who were you watching? Yeah, I remember, so my junior day that I went to, and this is when, you know, because Christian Wilkins was another Northeast guy, went to Suffolk yeah. Academy. Uh, I was on the, the trip with him, and that was when Jabari Parker was there. Okay. You had Rodney Hood, you know, those guys. And then while I was there, I mean, there was so many. You had anyone from Zion. Yeah, Zion. That, that, imagine going on a recruiting trip and watching. You know what I mean? And, and, and watching Zion. Yeah. Like, how do you in the arena? Man. Right. How do you how do you say no to it? Right. I mean, Zion, R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish, those guys. That was my. I want to say yeah. going into my last year. So that was a fun year. You had you know Brandon Ingram, Jason Tatum. So a lot of a lot of fun guys come through there. You know, along the way. So it was always good to check out a game or two when we could. Yeah. And then you speak about Q the the prestige on the academic and the athletic side of of attending Duke, and then you add into the equation in the bucket name, image, and likeness. Do you think schools like Duke, Notre Dame, Stanford are set up well um, when it comes to name, image, and likeness and structure? 
an opportunity, right, around monetization specifically? Or, you know, do you think we're set at a disadvantage just because, you know, sometimes we can be stingy and, and stuck in our ways and say, mm-hmm. you know, we have other other benefits that are, you know, outweigh, you know, outweigh right, that, that people would argue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. I think I think it's a little bit of both, honestly. Like it's it's definitely a lot better. I mean, I just missed kind of NIL coming into effect when I left school. Um, it's a little bit of both. Like I definitely think you know current guys in the team are utilizing NIL and you know having their deals and everything, which is nice to see. Um, but I do think you know to a certain extent, like you said, some of these academically oriented institutions sometimes they you know kind of you know, like you said stuck in their ways a little bit or a little bit slower to embrace some of the modern trends. Um, right. So, you know, I think thankfully Coach Elko seems to have brought a, you know, fresh perspective into athletics and how you can kind of utilize NIL and all, mm-hmm. all of that good stuff that it seems like he's definitely, you know, fighting for opportunities for his players. So that's yeah. good to see. I uh, hope it continues um, and definitely would love to kind of see it continue to grow and, you know, be more commonplace at places like, you know, Duke, right. Notre Dame, Stanford, you know, not just necessarily the, the blue chip schools you think of when you think of college football. Yeah. Maybe Maybe Notre Dame. I guess Notre Dame fits into there, but Duke, you know, Vanderbilt, yeah, Stanford, right. those type of schools. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's the reason you guys ended up beating Clemson is because of the perspective, the perspective that your head coaches have on NIL. Uh, hey, maybe, maybe, right? Weenie does not like it, man. Um, yeah, yeah. I remember reading about that. He's very staunchly he opposed to it. Yeah, but he has some big creators on his team. I guess for right. you, I mean, I've been, you know, obviously we've been – you know, friends for a long time. And now I've seen you kind of transition into the business world, but then also uh, you're doing your own thing from a content creation standpoint. Um, Mm -hmm. So I guess my first question before we get into this, I only have a few questions left, but what would your approach have been if you, if you think about, you know, even from a freshman going in to maybe where you ended up senior year uh, for NIL, like what, what, where does your head go in your mind space as far as what avenues within NIL you would have taken advantage of? Yeah, I guess the first thing I think of is kind of some of the brands you could partner with or, you know, some of the events that you could do, you know, being able to take advantage of NIL. So I think, you know, at least from how I look at it now, it's very similar to kind of how I look at it as a content creator on the side is, you know, you're looking at what brands kind of match your image, what brands do you want to endorse? So, you know, I'm sure I would have looked into, you know, probably some of the brands that I look into today. Uh, definitely more, you I think. You, th- you were always kind of that. It's funny because honestly, growing up, I wasn't as much. Uh, I kind of got into it like maybe my senior year of high school. And then honestly, when I got to Duke, you know, some guys inspired me. You know, again, shout out Jordan. Jordan was always a stylish, fashionable Jordan, guy. Jordan had it like that? Yeah, you know, he was he was in his bag. So he always would come <laughs> out with some some Yeezys. And, uh, you know, he was yeah. on the ultra, the ultra Boost wave before everybody was. <laughs> so he definitely put me on a few things there. So, you know, I started to kind of get into it from then. And then, you know, as I've gotten older, just kind of gotten – more into certain things. And, uh, you know, luckily that's kind of become an avenue that I've been able to monetize for me and just kind of sharing, you know, my experience with clothes and, you know, what I like or, you know, what trends I, I like to, you know, to follow or, you know, how I like to, basically how I like to style myself. So I'm sure I would have looked at, you know, brands that I thought aligned with my, you know, how I like to, to view things, I guess, is, is in short, sure. how I would approach NIL. And then I guess kind of basing that off, you know, my next question off of your answer there, what tips would you have for a current or future college athlete um, when it comes to name, image, and likeness and kind of strategizing, right? Is it probably, the, you know, probably along the lines of your last answer, but if yeah. you have any other thoughts on that. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is definitely embrace it. You know, you want to be able to, you know, profit off your name and image and likeness or, you know, just be able to, you know, use that, you know, for whatever. Maybe it's a charitable cause or something like that. So I think that's the biggest thing that you can do from it is really just, you know, don't be afraid to take advantage of it. And then the other thing is, you know, probably almost the flip of what I was saying in the last answer, just make sure, you know, you understand who you may be partnering with and, you know, any kind of connotations that might come about from your association with that brand. Because, you know, the last thing you want is to say, okay, hey, this this brand is offering me X amount of money, which may be a lot, but, you know, hey, they've got this, you know, checkered past or this shaky affiliation where it's going to reflect poorly on you. So you just always want to be mindful of your image, you know, as a public figure, as even, you know, even before NIL, you always wanted to be mindful of, right. yeah, as a student athlete, who you're surrounding yourself with. So uh, that that's probably my biggest piece of advice is just making sure that you're, you're being careful of, you know, who you're affiliated with. And then also definitely get somebody that understands contracts to review it. Right. You know, I feel like I see stories every now, every yeah, now and then of, yeah. yeah, you know, guys owe, you know, 25% of their future earnings to somebody that they may Crazy. have signed when they were 18, you know, and maybe their family really needed the money or for whatever reason, you know, so be careful of those predatory people trying to take advantage of guys, you know, that may not have the, the, the law background to understand sure. the contract. Yeah. For sure. And then my last question, man, before I let you go, is your score prediction, if you don't mind giving one this week. Yeah. I don't know. It's kinda, I'm kind of scared to even ask you that, but I'll let you rock with it. Yeah, man, this is going to be a – I think this is going to be a shootout, honestly. Both offenses are, are looking good. You know, I got to roll with uh, with the Blue Devils, but I think I'll probably go 38-35. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I think that was the score last time – not the last time, but one of the times that we played up in South Bend – and I believe maybe Deshaun might have been the quarterback at the time, yeah. but I remember that was that was uh, that a high? big one. Yeah, it was that high. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, it was thirty-eight, thirty-five, I believe. I just remember the last. You know, Deshaun will remember this too. And we're yeah, you know, Deshaun and I are still tight. But just the last yeah. throw, it was a slant route to Will Fuller. Yeah, and, we, and we, you know, we we dirted we dirted it. We dirted yeah. the ball, and uh, it was like on fourth down. You yeah. know, to go in and score, but. I didn't know. It was, I didn't remember it being. I think that it, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I remember that game was pretty fun. Like we had a kickoff return, I think, for a touchdown yeah, that game. Yeah, yeah. Going crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sean yeah. Wilson, and then um, yeah. we had one play where I think it was like uh, we had a, a read option, but then the X receiver kind of like did a stock block or whatever, and then he kind of came off late and we dumped it to him. We had one of those yeah. on the sideline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So shout out Anthony Nash. <laughs> Well, that but, was uh, our yeah. four. That was our four and eight year, man. So you guys can have that. <laughs> hey, we've had quite a few of those in our history. So, <laughs> hey, used to Ooh, it, man. But hey, Ooh, not anymore dude. though. Now we turned the corner yeah. now. So yeah, I love it. I love yeah. when Duke is good. Helps the ACC. Helps football. You know what I mean? When these, we, sure. these underdog schools are are good, man. But Q, thanks for so sure. much again for joining. If you want to let the people know, whoever listened to this, where they can find you and and see some of your your fashion content, plug it away. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, appreciate you having me on, uh, either on Instagram or TikTok, QHarris18. Uh, appreciate a follow. Definitely putting out, you know, men's fashion and lifestyle content. So, so check it out. Awesome, brother. Drinks on me next time you're back in the city. All right, man. We'll catch up. <laughs>